the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. The devil is in the details in Washington, D.C. Squirrel, I'm a stickler for details. It's a funny thing. When you have to put your money on the line with everything you do, you start to kind of hunt for little indicators of bull dung. Makes you an expert. I'm like the Columbo of bull dung. It's absolutely true. So the government wants me to believe that 81 million morons voted for this president who is unqualified to get a job at any one of the businesses in the country, no matter how small or how big, how corrupt, how honest. There isn't a company in this country that would hire Joe Biden to do squat. He's too stupid to be a greeter at Walmart. And they've got all kinds of different levels of stupid there. In the meantime, 81 million people, they say voted for him. But in a state of the union where arguably tensions in the country, economically, foreign policy have never been more dangerous. Only 23 million people watched it. That's it. 23 million. And that counts all the TVs and all the businesses that are forced and paid and bribed to put CNN on and all the rest of it. You mean to tell me there's only 23 million television sets that watch this idiot make a fool out of me and you and our country? That's good news. (laughs) That's good news. I agree. By the way, he sounded a lot like Abe Simpson with the yelling and the hollering and the the foibles and the fumbles and all the rest of it. But to tell you the truth, the only thing that's really worth playing is this one. Have you noticed Big Oil just reported his profits, record profits? Last year, they made $200 billion. Now, the reason I want to stop this dimwit in diapers right there is because the very government that extorted Not just those oil companies, but you, you, the working man, extorted every single dollar, every single transaction, both sides of the employer and the employee. The very government that had its hand in in your pocket like some New York couple made over six trillion dollars with a fracking T and companies that employ hundreds of thousands of people and produce the common denominator of every single thing in your life. Every single thing. They made $200 billion? Well, I think that's terrible. I think that sucks. You see, but here's the difference. I recognize what oil is. See, to these imbeciles, these welfare roaches, and these corrupt whores, oil's gasoline in your car, like some dimwit living on a cul-de-sac that never worked a day in their fracking life. But what oil is, is every roof tile over your head. Every piece of cement under your foot. Every article of clothes. It's every fracking thing. And you mean to tell me 
that the profits were only $200 billion? Well, that's not a good indicator. In fact, that's a terrible indicator. But Joe Biden's got some good news. In the midst of a global energy crisis. Now, the reason that sells, too, to the idiots are hooping and hollering is because they think oil is just energy. Oh, granted, it's a major component of that. But so is natural gas. So is coal. So is everything. And the idea that you get to just discount it shows you why this idiot couldn't get a job in any country, in any company, in any business in this country. Because he hasn't a clue of what is the most important product of any country, let alone ours. And a key reason we were the youngest and the richest before the political whores in Washington, Caligula for scum, were able to bastardize and backdoor nationalize the most important industry in this country, energy. I think it's outrageous. Why? They invested too little of that profit to increase domestic production. And when I talked to a couple of them, they said, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 stupid. How do you know? Hey, dummy, how do you know? See, because the government put a pesky little tax on them for buying back their company. Because what's happening, whether this imbecile picks up on it or not, is all these companies need to do is go private. And now they could give you what every American in this country gives you on a daily basis. The finger. Yes, they can. And that's what they should do. And what would that do to all of the retirement funds? All of those phony, baloney, municipal pensions. See, the funny part is nothing. Because you're not paid on what the economy does. You're paid on bribery to vote for morons like Joe Biden. Say we're afraid you're going to shut down all the oil wells and all the uh, oil refineries anyway. So why should we invest in them? Right there is reason that he should be pulled out by that starch collar. And by the way, what's this working Joe with the lunchbox and the train? What are you doing with French cuffs on? Hey, aristocrat, what do you think? You're that inbred Prince Charles? Wear a shirt like an American, you moron pansy. I said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade. And that's going to exceed <laughs> and beyond that. By the way, the reason that everyone's laughing is because those people that laugh, they include no Democrats. They have an IQ over 60. And as they laughed, so did the entire world, including the part of the world in which we're fighting wars. Oh, and I know we're training uh, troops in Somalia. We're going to pretend that we're not fighting that war, too. We are a laughing stock, and we deserve to be. This isn't the president of anything. This is a, a punchline, a worldwide punchline, and everybody knows it. What we, um, what we heard tonight from the president were words. That's all they were. Words on a teleprompter um, written by the president's speechwriters. In Washington, I have learned, you, uh, you have to watch what people do, not what they say. In Washington, what you do is what you believe. What you do is what you believe. And everything else is just words. Just cottage cheese. And that's really our, our, the crux of our problem. You see, there's a bunch of people in this society that want something for nothing. These are the sloths among you. The sloths that pretend there is something as Social Security or Medicaid. These are the bums that don't want to pay for their own life. And this is who's the, ruining and destroying not just our country, but the prosperity in it. This is the cancer among us. This is who tolerates this kind of bulldog. Make no mistake. 
If you try anything to raise the cost of presenting jobs, I will veto it. Now I know, squirrel. It's the dementia eating at his brain like a municipal worker on a sub sandwich. He cannot enunciate the words. He means the price of prescription drugs. Make no again. mistake. If you try anything to raise the cost of presenting jobs, I will moron. But it doesn't matter because it's the intent of the welfare roach. And what they don't want to know is that what Barack Obama did. They don't want to know what George Bush did. They don't want to know the insider deals of the duopoly that forbid the government itself from buying all of the medicine for all of the people who need medicine for free, the drug addicts and the deadbeats and whatnot. They prevented them from buying it in bulk. And as Donald Trump tried to remove that, the big pharma lobby bribed all the Joe Biden Democrats scourge so they could keep this phony system, this kabuki theater alive, so that when they obviously can't even deny the failure of feudalism that is the economic scheme of the Democrat mafia, they can just stoke the welfare roaches and you get them up about their Social Security and their Medicaid and everything else that we all pay for, we normal Americans. And this is how you get dragged down by the least among you, the Democrat scourge. Before I came to office, the story was about how the People's Republic of China was increasing its power and America's failing in the world. Not anymore. Now you have to be either stupid enough to be a Democrat or oblivious to the fact that that country, that communist-led country, owns 400,000 farming acres along with some of the key real estate in some of the key cities in this country. Not to mention every member in that so-called House of Commons, supposedly our capital. Every political whore, they own every single one, unless you were just elected. Then maybe they don't own you yet. But we have always allowed bribery. And sometimes you don't even have to have a crack-smoking, sister-in-law banging son to act as a front in business. You could just take the money directly, like Swalwell. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. And you know what about these Chinese savages? They don't even care if you're gassy. They don't care. And they own so much of Microsoft, so much of Apple, so much of Google, because this is where all of these components are made. And what's the real news today? Is there an artificial intelligence war? Did you know that's well? Oh, but it's true. Whether it's Microsoft, whether it's Google, whether it's Apple, they're turning over artificial intelligence is now a key component of all of the software, which is made in China. And you wanted me to believe they're weak? Let me tell you something. What Joe Biden represents, what this country is, is how Kamala Harris became vice president. It's on its knees. And that's the real state of the union, stupid Microsoft, as you may have heard, is planning a major announcement today about the future of artificial intelligence. And only on CBS Morning, CEO Satya Nadella sat down with me ahead of time to talk about the company's plans and how they could affect your life and your job. What do you say to people watching who are worried that what you're building might make the economy grow, but will disrupt their job and their life in ways it's they a, cannot predict? First of all, it's a great point and I think even there I feel like if you what this does really is create the draft but the draft has to be read by somebody 
has to be edited by somebody, approved by somebody. And net-net, you think it will create more jobs than it will take? I believe it creates more, I'd call it, both satisfaction in current jobs and jobs. Just say jobs to these Democrat morons, and they don't even care about oversight. They don't care about waste, fraud, and abuse. But there's another pesky little thing artificial intelligence is in charge of. All of the software, all of the servers, all of the weaponization of our government. Mark my words. AI is far more dangerous than nukes. Far. So why do we have no regulatory oversight? This is insane. Ah, what do you know? You're just arguably the richest man in the world, and you did it in the computer sector at first. What do you know? Your ex-partner's got his foothold in this. See, this is when the guy warning you is the guy who made money from it. That's the only guy that knows. It certainly isn't this guy. But American automobiles couldn't make enough cars because there weren't enough chips. Yeah, because he knows about cars, too. Never worked a day in his fracking life. Couldn't get a job at any corner store or any company. And somehow... He's the commander and thief. 312-642-5600. Who's laughing now? <laughs> Shut up. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Now, Squirrel, every time you hear Whistleblower, you do not have to play a Kamala Harris clip, you sicko. Glenn in Oakbrook. Hey, Sean, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. Listen, uh, what was really disturbing to me was that kiss between the first lady and the first gentleman. That wasn't a friendship kiss. That was was a uh, I'm past second base kiss. Glenn, that was the only thing last night that made sense to me. You see... She needs a real man, and he wants to kiss someone Obviously. that doesn't taste like a urinal cake. That's a win-win. That's the only thing that made sense in that whole damn room. Thank you, Glenn. Got to always look at the positive. Cream puff, Jim. Yeah, Sean, I hate to throw you a curve, but okay. to me, artificial intelligence is an oxymoron. First of all, human nature, who defines intelligence over the centuries? That's a very Objective. difficult term to... Well, here's what who defines... Intelli- uh, success? Well, I know about... It. Well, let's, let's, let's just say intelligence. Let's just say you're going to uh, have a class on intelligence have you ever read anything from the enlightenment did you ever read the total i'll tell you this i know one you read did you ever read machiavelli all the Democrats scourge read that. Did you read that? Sitting in the truck? Of course, you're going you to pop to, the tape in the you gotta read, That's okay. You've got to read that, Sean. You gotta, yeah, you but gotta. I, I, would say, I, would, I would say Shakespeare, Mozart, those are those intelligence. Are those are artists. Right, but, but there's a certain amount of intelligence to it. But what, what is artificial intelligence? You think Gino... Pizza Uno is, 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 is an artist. I mean, who, who am I talking about? It's a genius. Anyway, it just it seems like an oxymoron to me. This artificial, everybody's banking on this, and I can't, I can't for the life of me understand it. I was just going to say, but Democrat what I say, policy seems like an oxymoron to me, but go ahead. <laughs> anyway, I was just going all the dogs off of Social Security and Medicare as I approach my twilight because. Uh, you know, I think they gave up on that, at least for you know, about another decade Jim, the or so. The first time I, 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 w- I was 20, 21, I think, or 20, and I was, cl- I was clerking, but I was one of the first clerks to get a piece of the action because I was a fantastic clerk, fantastic. So I had my LLC, and I'll never forget this. I get my tax bill at the end of the year, and my guy says, you got to write a self-employment tax. 
I said, a self-employment tax? Yeah, you owe, you owe the self-employment tax of 22000 I said, on top, of the, on top of the income? Yeah. What's a self-employment? Oh, that's for your Social Security. <laughs> oh, really? And I've been paying that every year. You want to know what I want, Jim? I want my money Go back. Go ahead. I don't want your Social Security. I want my money back that I've been paying <laughs> into the system because the idea that I'm going to get a couple of cellulite-infested, big, fat-ass Democrats living on that really makes me sick. And after watching what you did to big cities, to the country... I don't think you're entitled to my money. So how about you give me my money back and you people go your own way? And the Democrats can have their own Social Security, their own Medicaid. You could take the crackheads and the degenerates and all the rest of it, and we'll take the decent people. What do you say? Yen? I, I, did you ever go to Jackson and Franklin when you were down at the, you were down at the March? Of course. We used to, the, uh, I used to send runners. I was too busy. I sent runners. I went down I to the one, I'd smoke a cigar, get a shoe shine, and get some tips on the economy. Yeah, I had a good cigar store yeah. on that street. Yeah. Anyway, I got a lot of good friends that worked down there. Anyway, I was just going to say, that's all shit. Anyway, that's well, all my spiel for the day. All right, get yourself some dessert. I, obviously, your sugar's low. Uh, Daniel, Salem, Wisconsin. Hey, Sean. Yeah. You think Joe Biden cares about the small guy that's got a tree service in Wisconsin? No, absolutely not. He only cares if you... Here, I can make him care for you. I can teach you how to do this. You're going to love this. Here's what you do. You get yourself a lobbyist. You get yourself a Democrat. You tell this low life that you're going to give him 30% of any of that phony money that comes out of the government. And before you know it, you'll have cones all in traffic. It'll have your name on it. You just take your first initial and, and you shorten your last name, like A. Lamp. And then you'll get all the... Co a company that nobody ever heard of. You just cut in the Democrat scourge and you'll be everywhere. This is easy. Trees, it's green. Put it under that green eco-Nazi nonsense. You're going to love it. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean. How are you today? Good. How are you? What I wanted to say about the State of the Union is, is uh, he just told uh, all the uh, American people all the lies he's been telling them for the last two years, except for the one where he said we're going to need oil for the next uh, 10 years or so. And the other thing I wanted to ask you, what did you think of Sarah Sanders' uh, rebuttal? I thought she was fantastic. I'll tell you what, I like Sarah Sanders very much, even though I was first confused when looking at her. She's got one eye that always points north. It's like a compass. In the meantime, I love what she has to say. I really do. The Biden administration seems more interested in woke fantasies than the hard reality Americans face every day. Most Americans simply want to live their lives in freedom and peace. But we are under attack in a left-wing culture war we didn't start and never wanted to fight. Every day we are told we must partake in their rituals, salute their flags, and worship their false idols. All while big government colludes with big tech to strip away the most American thing there is. Your freedom of speech. That's not normal. It's crazy. And it's wrong. That's what you'd be excited about. Because that's an incredible person heading up what has a state that has a very bright future and a good trajectory, just like all the other red states. Now it's time. You saw last night. These imbeciles will accept any lie from any liar, from any proven fraud. They're all about socialism and sharing the, po the poverty and the misery and the corruption. Take your states. We'll take ours. It's the tale of two Americas. It always has been. We're not the United States. We're the extorted states. We're not the united people. We're the extorted people. 
What you saw last night is just another scene from the Kabuki theater of what is supposed to be a representative republic that, in fact, is a collectivist, tyrannical, fascistic hellhole. And it doesn't matter what you think. And I'm going to prove it when I play Jerome Powell in the Federal Reserve, somebody who is controlling every aspect of every single dollar. And I want you to hear who he thinks is his oversight after Nikki Whaley. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Years ago, we all thought it was a joke. See, that every kid got a motherfucking trophy. But yo, homie, nice. here's a situation. Rock always goes to the the table. Steve Cortez was at the table last night. I unfortunately got tied up. I couldn't go see him, but I hear it was a wonderful success. And um, in very good states, in very good areas, people are getting together to save this country. They're also happening in very bad states. And uh, unfortunately, the people are not being allowed to get together. My next guest has an update on an event that was happening tonight. She is a warrior for righteousness. Christine Shanahan McGovern, how are you? Oh, I have been better, Sean. I have been better. So what happened? I invited a few Melrose Parkers to get together and not to cancel it? Well, it, you know, it's not just a simple cancellation. You know, unfortunately, today in today's world, we just don't know how people are going to act. Um, you know, the unknown is, is honestly very fearful and it's uncertain. There were so many threats, threatening phone calls that were um, given to Bourbon Street. Um, and this was you know, after like you the, were on my show. Uh, after and before, but mostly after, yes. And um, how come this Antifa, these freaks in nature, never come to the cigar store when I'm in town? I'm begging for these rat bastards to show up. Nobody comes by. Damn it! I don't know. I don't know. But, so what happened? Know, they call I, up and they said they were going to so, come, and the people got nervous. Well, it's not only that. You know, here we have we have a, there's a lot of uh, teenagers that work for this for this restaurant. They have over 160 employers. They're a staple of our community. They're an honest family owned business. And um, so here we have these these groups, and I'm going to name them so that you all can go raise a little bit of um, antagonistic approach against them. And it's anti fash underscore Jordan and anti fascist rumor mill on Twitter. Go hard on these people. So what they did is they would call. And, and, you know, these, these young teenagers who answer the phone, 16-year-olds, saying, I wouldn't come to work tomorrow because we're going to shoot up the shoot up Bourbon Street. Oh, and, they're going to shoot up the place? You mean with, a, yes. with, a, with, a, with an automatic weapon that Pritzker said you can't have? Yes. And, and many oh. more vile, vile, vile threats. And really? so, you know, like the owners, they're not concerned about themselves. You know, they're very neutral. They have events from... Well, many organizations, and um, they've been very good to me. And um, you know, they're like. So how far is this? How far is, is how far is this place from Elmwood Park? Um, probably you know, an hour. I'm from Melrose Park. I if I go south of uh, Roosevelt Road, it's because I flush something down the toilet. Now, in the meantime, uh, I got a cousin with a business in Elmwood Park. How many people are you gonna have there? Probably two hundred. Oof. Let me, let me work on this. We'll, we'll, we'll put this in one of my neighborhoods, and maybe I'll fly back home, and we'll see. I would love it. Oh, and I would love it, too, because when it comes to threats, I put mustard on it. 
and I eat it. And I hope they show up, these children, with their little black costumes. And they're going to need those fracking helmets they wear. They're going to need them. Because I'll get a couple of middle-aged, sexually frustrated Elmwood Park, Melrose Park guys. Believe me, we'll go through them like butter. So I would love that. And let's put the rubber where the road is. Because if you think these Antifa scoundrels scare any men, you're wrong. They don't. Now, they could scare kids and they could scare family businesses. But I got a couple of hard-headed old guys. And believe me, we're looking for this kind of stuff. So I'll have have Bob Creamer come and bring his handsome wife that he started the fight when Trump was speaking at UIC. The only thing missing from that whole event was a Melrose Parker. But we'll straighten it all out. A couple of Melrose Park, Elmwood Park guys. Don't worry. Yeah, and and you know what what people seem to forget is um, this whole like event threats. was about our kids, our kids. So yeah. here we are, the other side, complaining because we want to protect our kids. We want. I like to threats. I like threats from fascists, from Marxists, from socialists. I love them. I really do. I really do. And it fires you up a little bit because if these children, and I don't care how old they are, intellectually they're children. They're scum. You can scare people. You can scare kids, but you can only scare people who aren't willing to fight back. I love that stuff. I love it. Right. Right. And and definitely the owners, they're not they're not um uh, Oh, they're normal. Hey, listen. They're normal, they're normal people. people. My, yeah. my my family, we grow up fighting. We're mad when we don't yeah. get in a fight. So I I, yeah. I I think I'm fine with it. I think we'll go stand out there. We'll escort you in. We'll have our own valet service. And we'll have a couple of guys watch the cars. In fact, I'll bet you I could even get the Elmwood Park Police Department to maybe look out for Antifa. They don't like Antifa either. Nah, they don't like them. You know, because they they don't fool anybody with their anti-fascists. What they are is a terrorist organization, a domestic Marxist mafia foot soldier. That's what they are. And they're rallied up by Bob Creamer and the rest of them. And he was on tape, but they squashed that in that sewer. But that's okay. I'm not afraid of the sewer either. I'm not afraid of this. So you tell me when we're, we've got to figure it out. 200 people, we'll figure it out. Elmwood Park, we'll do Melrose Park. I'll call Tricky Dicky. Maybe we do Elmhurst. But I don't know. You know, I don't know. They're not too big on me over there. But in the meantime, <laughs> we'll go to an area where I know these are a bunch of guys who not, aren't politically affiliated, but they don't like bullies. They bully the bullies. See, that's the neighborhood oh. I'm from. I bully the bullies. And that's why I'm not afraid of these Democrat mafia guys. They don't scare right. me. And these Antifa little guys with their costumes on, they don't scare me either. Something tells me I won't get my hair messed. But in the meantime, yeah. let's figure it out. And I got, I got Honey Bunny's significant other in, 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 in the, in the uh, room over there in the studio in Chicago doing push-ups in the corner. He's coming, too. Okay? <laughs> he did, I did call. He did call today. Say, yeah. hey, we had a lot of guys um, coming. I, got a lot of guys, I had a lot of guys coming. I'm, that's why we had to yeah. give the update. Because yeah, I got I got Lemo, Chris, and Streamwood. He wants to pick up 42 people and come, too. Let's see if Antifa shows. I got 500. Well, hang on. The, I'll give them the 500 only, if they show. <laughs> All right? The only thing also, but, you know, there's a reason for everything. You know me, and, and, and I, I do have a higher faith. I'm not sure what this exact reason is. But the FBI was called, and they are going to be investigating this behavior oh, that they are doing, this terrorism. It's yeah. going to stop. Because, Tell them to come down you know with what? Park 2. They know the streets. They could drive around. Tell them, put the vans on the corner. It'll be like the 80s again. Go ahead. Right. So yeah. this this is, you know, we're just going to restructure where the next event is going to be stronger, and there's going to be no backlash possible. So you little... You little weak piece of. You crap, know, I used Mr. to know the guy Jordan that the, I used to know the guy that owned the banquet. We're going. I'll, I'll figure this out. You got. You, I got your number from uh, the lovely Honey Bunny, George. I got to get him off of the pull-up bar now. Look at him; he's like a wild man. In the meantime, <laughs> we'll we'll iron this all out. And believe me, 
We hope they show. Okay? Yes. All right. Thank, Thank you, you so very much. And you guys, do not get discouraged. I swear to God, this is just no. getting us more mobile. They're not going to bully anybody. Yeah. You could no. bully children. You. you could bully family guys. You're not going to bully neighborhood guys. Not on your with life. You in, with Thank you in you. my corner, Sean, oh. I, I, I'm good. Kidding me? I'm chomping at the bit. I'm little, but I'm shifty. <laughs> I'll see you later. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Alrighty. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560. The answer. America is going to survive. There's at a school board. I want to see if we can fly this lady in, too. This is happening all across the country. And what these these foot soldiers of Marxism, calling themselves Antifa, these fascist pigs who think they're fooling people, they're only fooling stupid people. You don't fool me. And this is time maybe some of the decent people mount up. No, it's your fault. You're emotionally abusing our children and mentally abusing them. You're demoralizing them by teaching them communist values. This is still America, ma'am. Because you know and I know I'm not the only parent fighting is all across America right now. Schools are trying to poison our children's minds. This is not a peaceful discussion. This is peaceful. To me, this is peaceful. That's right, honey. I'm not burning, looting, and murdering. You're silencing the children. Where are their rights? They have no rights. Because if they don't believe in the indoctrination, the demonic, twisted, sneaky, vile acts and, 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 and education, if you call it that, that you're teaching our children, they don't agree with that. They're either homophobic, they're part of a cult, they, 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 they're racist. Wait, what's, what's racist? Who defines racist? Do you know what race I am? Do you? You don't. I could be black, I could be white, I could be Asian, you don't know. And the innuendo that there are people of all races that do not find this objective outrageous, the sexualization of kids, that itself is an insult. In fact, honey bunny, I'm at uh, the ex-cons for peace at one of the events when we were doing the governor race. Uh, I can't remember his last name, but I, I've got his contact information. See if he wants to come and join me to see if Antifa shows up. Something tells me me and the ex-cons from the south side, a couple Mauro's Parker, Elmwood Parkers, I think Antifa will sit in a corner with the dunce cap on and shut their damn mouth. You don't scare anybody, children. Lemo Chris. Hey, Sean. Hey, this is what I'm going to do for you, buddy. I'm going to donate two 30-passenger party bus. We're going to get 60 of your listeners, and we're going for a road trip. Love it. Lemo, Chris, we got your info. You're the best. Theo, Chicago. Hey, put me on that bus. I'm with you. Theo in Chicago is with me. Thank you, brother. Don in Merrillville. Hey, Sean. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be on the front seat of that bus. Uh, <laughs> we had a rally in Crown Point. Uh, several months back for the uh, masking the kids to you know because we were against it they had about a half a dozen antifa mm-hmm. and, and you got to understand all the antifa people are considered half sissies yeah it takes oh. two of them to make a whole sissy don listen you're talking to a guy who's half norwegian and half italian i had my ancestors 35 of us sacked york with all the limeys running around with their big ears don't worry about it we got this thank you very much Terry, Dyer, Indiana. 
John, sign me up because here's the kind of psychos I, I hang around with, okay? Uh-huh. I'll be driving by my buddy's house. It'll be about, eh, on a weekend, Saturday night, about midnight, 1 o'clock. I'll call him the next day. I said, hey, dude, your garage, was, garage door was open with the lights on. What are you doing? I was sitting in front of my vehicle in a lawn chair yeah. seeing if some scumbag would come to my garage. That, Terry, that's, that's called That's, that's called what my bait. friends do for fun. Yeah, I leave, I leave my side garage door open with a doormat. And under the doormat is, a bear, is I got I found an old trap that my uncle had. I don't know if it's for wolves or bears, but I'll tell you what, it's for low lifes. I go low life hunting all the time. Thank you very much. Come on in. I dare you. Leave the garage just a little cracked, so they think they're going to come in and get a catalytic converter. They're just going to get a limp. Mark Wyamiller. Hey, I'll I'll join that bus. I was heading out there to Bourbon Street, and now I'm not going. Hey, real quick on the dog story yesterday, more developments. It turns out it was possibly a couple of pit bulls loose. It was yeah. a licensed concealed carry guy shot him yeah. in self-defense. Shoot the owner, don't shoot the dogs. And I'll tell you another thing, Mark Wyamiller, it's not you that I want to come. Send, uh, you know, like a half a dozen of your servants. Thank you very much. I've seen you. You can't fight out of a wet paper bag. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Uh, count me in on the bus, that's for sure. Nice, and, that, nice. and that place is only, uh, that's only a few blocks from my house. There. Thank you. That's right Thank there. You. Uh, well, you're going to have to, you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. This is probably going to end up in Elmwood Park. That's all right. It's worth the drive. You're going to like it. You meet all the kinds of nice people. Thank you very much. Nice guy, Glendale Heights. Hey, nice guy. Northern Illinois proud boy. Sean, we'd love to join you. Just let us know uh, a place and a time, buddy. All right. I like the sound of the truck. Thank you very much. Mitchell displains. You know, Sean, last night was exactly why sloppy Joe Biden doesn't do press conferences. You have members of Congress laughing at him. When's the last time in history a sitting president has half of the Congress laughing at him? And that's not a laugh track, Daddy O. Gerald Ford. This is a joke. Gerald Ford, 1975. He's the only president that came out and said, State of the Union, it's not good. The only president to tell the truth. And he looked a lot like Homer Simpson. Yeah, I got all the answers. Thank you you very much, Mitchell. Appreciate it. Tina Joliet. Hey, guys. Um, So I'm on my way to Bourbon Street now. I know the event was canceled, but uh, there's still a a fairly good-sized group of us that that I'm going to head up there and kind of collaborate figure out what we're going to do. Well, now, now all the, the guys turned one. around. What if you go there and there's a couple of those Antifa scarecrow freaks, communist I, rats? Conservative woman, Sean. We're not afraid of them. Oh, not listen, even I know you could take four of them by yourself, but, you know, they come in packs because somebody says there's a welfare check or some free food for these rat bastards. <laughs> in the meantime, you keep I, your head up. Now, here's when you get in trouble. Don't ever let anybody come up close and don't ever, ever look down. Keep your eyes up. And you keep throwing Thank until somebody you. pulls you off from the back. Thank you, Tina. Learned that the hard way. Dr. Dave Northbrook. Hey, how you doing, Sean? It's um, Dr. Dave Simone. And I'll tell you, I'm on my way to Bourbon Street anyway. You know why? Why? Because now you know there's a lot of girls there. No, no, I'll tell you why. It's because the traffickers, the customers of the traffickers who use these women are posing as Antifa, calling up and threatening. They don't want us stopping their customer base. That's the thing. So you mean you could run into a 65-year-old pot-bellied man dressed in a Lane Bryan outfit with high heels on? No, no, no. What I'm saying is that the whole thing at Bourbon Street to expose the trafficking of women 
it's the traffickers themselves who have called in acting as Antifa to cancel the meeting. Don't well, worry Dr. about Dave, anything. Well, Dr. Dave, I want you to give me a call tomorrow and tell me what you said, what you saw. Agreed? We got a deal? You got it, sir. Absolutely. Thank, thank you very much, Dr. Dave. And in the meantime, if you see one of these. Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, mental, and behavioral health. Don't be afraid. Just move side to side. He can't w- manage the heels. He'll snap an ankle. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. When the autopsy of the American empire is performed in the future, I think a lot of the problems, if not all, will boil down to a quasi-government agency that's really not a government agency. It's certainly not federal, and it's not a reserve. It's been in existence for 110 years, and since its existence, it hasn't stopped any booms or busts. It hasn't curbed any unemployment. In fact, you can argue, if you have an IQ over 60, that it's caused these things. This was revealed in a 60 Minutes expose that wasn't intended to be an expose. It was intended to be a fluff piece. But I hear things differently. This was a a collection of some of the econ books that I had. Powell's experience in the workforce is a privileged one. Princeton led to Georgetown Law, which led to a Wall Street career that made him a multimillionaire. And he, of course... Now as chairman, he's been raising rates in tiny increments to control inflation. But the president thinks he's gone too far. No, I think the Fed is uh, making a mistake. They're so tight. I think the Fed has gone crazy. I don't think it would be appropriate for me to comment on other elected officials uh, or, or, or on the president. Isn't it your duty to respond when, when the president calls the Fed a much bigger problem than China? My duty is one that Congress has given us, which is to use our tools to achieve maximum employment and stable prices and to supervise and regulate banks so that they treat their customers fairly and so that they're strong, well-capitalized and can perform their critical function in good times and bad. That's my job. Can the president fire you? Well, the, the law uh, is clear that I have a four-year term and I fully intend to serve it. So no, in your view? No. How independent is the Fed? Who do you answer to? We are directed to take to, to execute policy in a strictly non-political way, serving all Americans. And that's what we do. We, we are independent in that sense. Our our decisions on rates can't be reversed by any other part of government. Our accountability runs through the elected representatives and the oversight committees in Congress. That is sophisticated talk for there is no oversight. They answer to no one. No one elected them but corrupt people themselves. They're not elected by the people. They have zero oversight. They are gods among us. My next guest wants to discuss exactly what they're doing, the shenanigans they're really up to, rather than the faith-based utopia they pretend to deliver. He is William Anderson. He is a retired professor of economics at Frostburg State University. He now is at the Mises Institute. 
Professor Anderson, thanks for joining me again. How are you? Uh, Good afternoon, Sean. How are you doing? I find that clip infuriating because I am a terrible slave, Professor. Terrible. I would have never been a good one. And I would not have wanted to sleep in the house of the master. I would have wanted to burn it down. And that's exactly what I want to do with the Fed. Well, yeah, I mean, this is, I've, I've listened to that thing. I was trying to keep them laughing because, uh, uh, you know, the, the idea, okay, that and this comes out of the whole progressive narrative that we have these experts and they, 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 they're kind of like, uh, the eye in the sky. They look out there and then they, they impose their wisdom upon us because they know exactly what we're supposed to be doing. They know how the world should be uh, ordered. I mean, read a, read a typical week of New York Times editorials or in editorial columns, and you'll pretty much find out this, this viewpoint that what we need are experts to guide us. And, you know, what better experts than we have at the Fed? And if you think about the history of the Fed, think about what these experts over the years have done. I mean, think of the damage. Well, they've 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 created they've depressions. They've created recessions. They've told people they're going to fix the economy by throwing more than sixty percent of the Americans into bankruptcy and unable to consume goods. And that's their idea of somehow controlling inflation. That, on its face, as far as I'm concerned, is treason, and it works because this is what they're doing oh. to my people, and they arbitrarily mandate profit for companies that do not disclose that profit and in there has to be a way to stop it and sue them because this has been going on for a hundred years 110 years professor they've never been right and yet they've always made trillions of dollars and we the people cannot audit them in there lies the problem no, and you know it's and the thing that uh, that I had in, my, in, a, in a recent article is that the entire setup is really let's be honest it's fraudulent yes. that uh, that we talk about you know what what the Fed does and what it what it's been doing since two thousand eight in spades it it has been buying up not just government bonds uh, on the secondary market but also. Um, the mortgage securities, those those things that went uh, you know belly up back in 2008, well, they've been buying them simply to prop up the price and also to try to continue to drive this housing market. Now, understand something, that the Fed is not trying to ensure that you can have a house to live in, that we will have adequate shelter and all that. What the Fed is trying to do is to use housing as a tool to gain some sort of macroeconomic uh, policy goals, all right, which is very, very different than simply purposeful action in terms of, of shelter. Or you look at some of the other things that they've been buying, that what's going on is that slowly but surely they've been ramping up the uh, all of the securities and now the fed i think holds now around nine trillion dollars that's roughly about 45 percent of our gdp so what's going on is the fed now is using the printing press to try to prop up uh underperforming or poorly performing assets 
No. And that means that we have a lot of capital that does not go where things could be actually profitable in a real market economy. That what we're creating is this phony money printing economy. This is not something that's sustainable, Sean. Oh, Professor, there, it, 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 we're bankrupt. We've been bankrupt for decades. It's preposterous. But there's a diabolical jujitsu of language. Because when we say yeah. that they're buying it, and it, and all of us are, are consumers, right? The, 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 the vast majority are workers. We're thinking of a man or a company that takes its money and it does something with it. The Federal Reserve doesn't take its money. It takes all of our money. So it's a pass-through. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a vestibule of corruption. It doesn't actually yeah. buy it with its money. It buys it with the future money, creating a guarantee of taxation. So it is a diabolical system that is orchestrated to be a failure. And it is why we can yeah. go from president to president to president, from George W. Bush all the way up to this imbecile, and continue to double it and never restrain it. So all of this imaginary yeah. talk of a debt ceiling and all the rest of it, it is a card trick. It's ridiculous. Yeah, one, one of the things I think that uh, the listeners need to understand is that as the Fed continues continues this, what what they're doing is they're, they're buying up these paper assets and uh, putting a, a paper value on them, and then they use that in a sense to underwrite these uh, these huge uh, amounts of, of new money that's that's being poured into uh, the system. In other words, that they're you know essentially it's. It's pouring money into the system, but here's the thing: yeah, and to, to stimulate the economy, as they call it. But but as they do more, the ability to stimulate whatever is left becomes less and less, and so you end up with a lot of inflation, higher prices. You end up with a lot of economic dislocations, and the problem is that they have no other game in town. If we were actually going to back get back to a real economy, I'm talking about a real market economy with real assets, prices that were not being manipulated, uh, that uh, businesses, uh, lines of industry that were not being just propped up by government subsidies and uh, government favoritism. In order to do that, in the short run, we would have to undergo a very serious recession. Now, we would come out of it, and we would come out of it with a with a strong economy. The last time we did anything remotely like that was 1982. And a lot of us remember a very severe recession and, oh my gosh, it's just going to be like this forever. Well, if you remember that the economy actually grew very well after that. And in fact, Ronald Reagan, who in 1982 supposedly was going to be a one-term president, ends up winning every state, but Walter Mondale's Minnesota and, and, uh, I think Monday only won that by 6,000 votes. So in other words, that um, it is possible. But right now, people aren't, you know, as, as uh, my uh, president at, at the Mises Institute, Jeff Dice, likes to say, we're just unserious. That and people the are not, thing. you know, the, you know they're not yep. serious about actually doing it. They're just interested in throwing more money to try to, to get another little bit of stimulus and and another and to back up these huge spending packages, Sean, we are you're right. We are bankrupt. We 
have no business tossing trillions of dollars in this and that. And, you know, Biden's, it's, just, it's a pipe dream. But, Professor, also what, what brought us out of that recession and the same thing with John F. Kennedy, same exact thing, mm-hmm. one year and the boom economy, was a couple of reasons. We had a, a business people and people who understood the fundamental principles of economics in the White House. But they understood yeah. that this cannot happen unless you keep the actual makers of the money and you keep the money in their hands so they were accompanied by tax cuts. What we are yes. promised is the recipe for a depression. You're talk, they, they say recession, when you're going through it, it's a depression. And if you couple yeah. tax increases on the, very, on the very small few, as that pool of private economy shrinks and shrinks as the government pool grows, you cannot end well. And as I, you, th- you think about Jerome Powell and you think about the, the party in power, and you realize what he's doing is what Sam Bankman-Free did, and the only difference is a haircut and shoes. These are the same two swindlers, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly right, except that uh, Bankman, you know, Bankman-Free, it was, he, didn't, he didn't have a printing press, you right. see, and so he can't. And, um, but, uh, but none, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's still, I mean, it's still a Ponzi scheme, but here's another issue. Biden really, really wants to fashion himself after FDR <clears throat> and people keep saying, well, we had this, all this wonderful new deal. He's a failure. Think FDR. about it. <laughs> the U S economy had double digit unemployment all through the 1930s. We call it the great depression in 1937, 38, we had a, huge recession within the depression and in other words that by 1941 we still had double digit unemployment the economy really wasn't growing and whatnot and we're told that this is what we need to return to that biden he wants to go back to the old days of creating business cartels he he wants to um, that's exactly right he wants to mimic I the mean, weak he wants feeble to fascist the economy he wants he wants to bring back the old National Industrial Recovery Act, you know, the mentality, and you know that uh, and force up business costs through all sorts of gyrations. This is a this is a recipe for depression. But I mean, you can't tell him that. I mean, Joe Biden spent all his life in government. Um, he now realizes that the Fed is just going to be creating as much play money as whatever he does. So he can talk about these big spending plans, but they don't have the they don't have the real the real resources to do this. This is just no. all on paper. And then, Doctor uh, Professor, as you as you really reflect on it, he is FDR. FDR was a weak and feeble fascist who was a failure, and that's exactly what Joe Biden is. The problem is the American people. Do not understand that because FDR, like Joe Biden, had the media as a propaganda factory to cover up his weak people. The the vast majority of Americans didn't even know that FDR was crippled. Uh, And this is the power of propaganda, aside from the fact that what you see are the cartels, the promise of cartels, the backdoor nationalization of private companies. So in a way, I think we should embrace his desire to be called FDR. The only difference is FDR did not have dementia. And we are in a position where there has to be some adult in the room that says what the Federal Reserve is doing exposes itself to being shut down because of simply one or two policies. And the repo market that very few people talk about is the ultimate admission 
of corruption. They are completely skimming money that isn't theirs. How else can the repo market be discussed? Yeah, that's a good point. You know that that that's a I, I think that's a very very good point. And uh, you're it's right. It's a kind of you know, but the Fed has really been buying a lot of repos. Uh, exactly right, and we don't really have time to go into all the detail. No, no of, I know, but you do. Works, and I'm trying to inspire but, uh, another article from you. See what I did there? Yeah. Well, yeah. Go. That's a good idea. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. That's. Okay, I mean, I'd be willing to take on the whole repo thing. That I, I think that we just what we have to understand is that you know for the listener out there, okay, I want you to think of an economy. A real economy is built with real things, with tools, with machinery, with real goods that that people invest in, with capital that we use to make goods. All right, this economy is about you know. Um, uh, trying to to uh, jawbone the dollar, put mm. dollars in people's hands. We don't make, you know, buy lots of imports, uh, demand that all world oil prices be set in dollars, you know, and, that, yeah. and demand that people accept dollars no matter what. And so that we could just print money and Americans, you know, are, you know everybody else in the world is supposed to work to uh, supply our habit, I guess. And I'm telling you, this is not a sustainable thing. And not only that, on foreign policy, I mean, we're talking about recklessness. Apparently, oh. uh, Seymour Hersh just came out with the story that that Nord Stream explosion last year really was a CIA action that yeah. that the Biden administration did. Folks, this is recklessness. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the kind of stuff that you unleash these things, and it's not like you can just put the genie back in the bottle. Yeah. Something tells me that CI balloon or that that Chinese balloon is the only thing that uh, China has that wasn't made in China. I think it was made in, uh, <laughs> in, in in Virginia. In the meantime, he's Professor William Anderson. You can see his writings at the Mises dot org. Please let me know when you write that about the repo. I'm going to have you back. I want to really dig into that because, as far as I'm concerned, that's where the people should mount up and sue the Federal Reserve yeah. for bald-faced fraud. That's why I read you. I appreciate you. I hope you live another thousand years and keep writing. He is Professor William Anderson, fellow at the Mises Institute. Thank you so much. Thank you. You take care. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. So after... The greatest failure, pretending to be the president of the United States, tries to put lipstick on the pig that is Bidenomics in the state of our union. He has to have the fluffers come out and tell you how great everything is. So let's go to a little Kamala Harris, because when it comes to fluffing, she got all the way to the vice presidency by fluffing. We know the laundry list of all the things that have accomplished. But yet, for some reason, for many people, the message isn't translating. What do you say to that? What are you doing about it? Well, well, listen, I, I think that we have to really understand that we went through an historic a pandemic, which resulted in the loss of, of, of almost a million, over a million lives. People lost their jobs, jobs. They lost a sense of normalcy. Children lost. What they lost were their freedoms. They lost the principles, and they had the most corrupt people in the country, the pathological liars called politicians, seize their lives, seize their liberty, seize their businesses. That's what was lost, dimwit, 
But you didn't get there because you're good at thinking. The good news is, neither is your boss. Fed has dual responsibilities. One, full employment. Two, stable prices. Now think about that. Full employment and stable prices. How do you quantify that? You can't. The Fed admits it answers to no one. No one elected Jerome Powell, yet his decisions impact every single credit card, every single loan, every single home price. We have a significant road ahead to get inflation down to 2%. And, and I, I think there has been an expectation that it'll, that it'll go away quickly uh, and painlessly. And I, I don't think that's at all guaranteed. That's not the base case. The base now, case- that's yesterday. Jerome Powell sees a bumpy road ahead. But a year ago, there was a word that everybody had to learn called transitory. What's that mean? That means he's full of dung. If we do see that inflation expectations are moving up or inflation is, is on a path to remain well above uh, our, uh, you know, our goals and, and risk of, of setting us off on, on a period of high inflation, then we'll use our tools to guide inflation back down to 2%. So in the end, it's not going to be – in the end, it, it will be transitory. And uh, um, people need to have faith in the central bank that we, that we will do that. But we- You have to have faith. Sounds like one of those reverends flying around on jets, making sure his parishioners eat cat food while he eats at Gibson's. You got to have faith. That's not how the game works, because your life just two and a half years ago was significantly better than it is today. And you're being told to have faith. You're being told that it was transitory. Then when it isn't transitory, you're now told that expect your personal economy to be terrible for the next two and a half years until this dimwit in diapers is thrown out on his wrinkled ass. That's not acceptable, because I remember what things were like when a man was in the office who was elected by the people, not an office that was held by a thief. Here's the real State of the Union. Over the past two years under Biden, millions and millions of illegal aliens from 160 different countries have stormed across our southern border. Drug cartels are now raking in billions of dollars from smuggling. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe Jerome Powell is more focused on the profit of the drug cartels. I didn't talk a lot about that yesterday. And when it comes to the dimwit, the best trader in American stock market history, Nancy Pelosi and her husband, Stinky Hammers, she can't remember what the biggest problem is. He made it clear, we have much more to get done. We didn't finish our job. Finish your job? He talked about the um, uh, issues that relate to fentanyl. Uh, fentanyl yeah fentanyl but she can't remember fentanyl how does she know how to trade all these complicated options and calls and puts she can't remember the word fentanyl the drunk in the meantime the predicament of our economy the predicament of our country is anything other than what the dimwit in diapers said it was last night that's for certain poison to kill our people and to kill our children savage killers rapists and violent criminals are being released from jail to continue their crime wave, and under Biden, the murder rate has reached the highest in the history of our country. Biden and the radical Democrats have wasted trillions of dollars and caused the worst inflation in half a century. Real wages are down 21 21- Those trillions of dollars that no one is paying attention to or that people pretend is transitory or that we have a debt ceiling represent one thing. A guarantee of future taxation. They need that number to be high. So to hear Joe Biden talk about the tenure of Donald Trump versus himself, what he doesn't want you to know is that when Barack Obama took the helm, the national debt was $9 trillion. Nine. It's tripled. 
and now it's normal, and you get to blame Donald Trump rather than the actions of a government that is drunk on spending because the failure of our government is the strength of the politicians. This is what they cannot afford you to be aware of. Before I came to office, the story was about how the People's Republic of China was increasing its power and America was failing in the world. Was it failing in the world? See, Joe, it's failing now. Aside from all of our domestic problems and the lack of tranquility, we've got some foreign problems. Oh, but we do. You're on the precipice of World War III. And I happen to hear from Sergei Lavrov, who is the spokesman for Russia with Root and Toot and Putin. And they've seen this before. And they're not worried about you, which is why the bagman for your corruption, Zelensky, in his Transformer sweatshirt, went to merry old England today. And, just as Napoleon mobilized almost all of Europe against the Russian Empire, just as Hitler mobilized, captured, put under arms most of the European countries and directed them against the Soviet Union, now also the United States has formed a coalition of almost all Europeans in NATO, and not only members of NATO, but members of the European Union too, and through Ukraine by proxy. They are waging war against our country with the same task, with the task of finally resolving the Russian question, just as Hitler wanted to finally solve the Jewish question. Was this talked about yesterday? I don't think it was. I don't think this was talked about. By the way, Chief Justice, I may need a court order. She gets to go to the, the game tomorrow, uh, next week. I have to stay home. <laughs> what a pathetic, what a pathetic disgrace. The only president this country's ever had that could not get a job in any one of the businesses in the country. Scott Aurora. Hey, Sean, I want to know what you think about this, because besides the dimwit, everybody else that's in government, the moves they're making on all this stuff, they can't be that stupid to think that it's going to succeed, you know, what they're doing succeeds, you know, for the better of the people. I mean, I can only imagine no. that uh, they have to they have to break the country to, in order to fix it, and fix it meaning, you know, their great reset and everything Scott, else do you know want to do. the only book that every mafia member and every Democrat have to read? It's called The Prince by Machiavelli. This is the strength. The failure is the strength. Because the people, unfortunately, think of government as an entity that is not occupied by human beings. And for some reason, they give it credibility and they give it trust. It is the only entity on the earth that the more it fails, the more it is corrupt, the more money it squanders, the more power it gets. This is why Machiavelli's biggest line is a promise is a thing of yesteryear. To lie is today. That's what he understood. That's why what you saw last night was an hour and 20 minutes of the country's most pathological liar, supported by pathologic pathological liars themselves called Democrats and Republicans. There are Republicans that believe in that. There are Republicans that sit idly by as we've spent ourselves into this bankruptcy. The only country that was the richest and the youngest could have only been taken down from inside. 
You're not China balloon is not your problem. Joe Biden, the Democrats and 60 percent of the Republicans are a problem. Scott, that's the problem. Thank you very much. And the people that don't know just want in on it, like the vast majority of these corrupt areas. Drew in Naperville. Hey, Sean, I've got a question for you. But first, I think you're missing it. Um, Of course, their job isn't finished. We're not speaking Mandarin yet. (laughs) You know, I thought about becoming a translator when I was in high school. I said, boy, oh, boy, if things go on this path, they're going to need a translator. Then I thought about it. I said, no, no, I just no kidding. Although they look very relaxed in those Kim Jong-un outfits. Of course, you got to walk around like Hillary Clinton all day, but they seem very comfortable. My my question for you is, what are your thoughts on the book, The Creature from Jekyll Island? Oh, I love it. Are you kidding me? And uh, his name is I, Griffin, I, right? The guy that writes it, he's got th- three names, yep. something Griffin. I'll tell you what, yeah. what, what a fantastic fight against communism he put up his entire life. It's really fascinating. And he was also the one who spurred Yuri Bezmenov to go on tour, who fell in love with an American woman. Who, to go on tour and tell about the Soviet infiltration of our country back then. He warned us about all yeah, of I, this. You remember all of that. I you think know. it's, I, I, I do, because I'm just a little bit older than you. And, you know, where our, where our country is right now yeah. just breaks my heart. I couldn't agree more. Yuri Bezmenov, uh, The first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students. And before you know it, you'll have a bunch of edu- uh, generations that are not educated. Just take a look at CTU. We'll be back to take your calls after this. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. We're going to have to jam this from a Oldsmobile at the uh, gathering, the circle that we're going to have. See if Antifa shows. Mary Kay Western Springs. Hi, Sean. Um, hang on. I'm just pulling in my driveway. Um, All right. Take your time. I, I picked up, yeah. Um, I, so I was downtown today and I picked up, um, I know your favorite philosopher is Ann Rand, right? One of, yes, one of. She truly is one of. But I like Yeah, I lot. think so too. I like a lot. Yeah, I know. Me too. But you said this. I called you once when you were on with Dan in the morning. I felt like an ass because I'm like, wait, Ann Rand wrote the Fountainhead, but I don't like, I didn't she remember. She so many things. Did. You know, I mean, the virtue that of selfishness, the new intellectual. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah. No question about it. Yeah, anyway, I'm I'm now a fan. I got the books right here. I'm going to go get them read. And, oh, wonderful, uh, wonderful. Get up to speed here again on another thing. And um, you know, I'm telling you, my kid, my beautiful daughter, you know, my baby, she's going to freaking Washington. She wants to be the next Condoleezza Rice. She's had it up to her freaking eyeball. Oh, right? yeah, but don't, but don't, Condoleezza Rice is a bad foreign policy. But, uh, she, go, yeah, yeah, I Terrible. Agree. Don't I, go Condoleezza Rice. But, yeah, no. the, you know, but the reality <laughs> okay. is it's interesting to see that these kids, you know, I happen to know your daughter's a young girl. It's nice to yeah. see that out of very hard times, sometimes 
comes the next philosophers, because sooner or later, people are going to have to figure out that this country doesn't have a philosophy anymore. As you yeah, watched last night, that is the one overarching point. I've got clips of I, Joe Biden that I haven't played because it's nauseating to realize yes, that it in is. the year 2023, we, we've devolved yeah, into a, a quasi-socialist Soviet nation. That's the hard Very part. true. But, I get you. We watched the we watched the first like half hour. I couldn't stomach it after a while. I'm like, I'm yeah. going to watch something else, and then I'm going to listen to the rest of this in the middle of the night when I wake Mary up. Mary Maybe I, yeah. I got to go, but here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Only 23 okay. million TVs had this idiot on. <laughs> so I hate that, the fact that you're one good. of them. Yeah, I hate well, that. No, I shut it off. I did. I got rid of it. Have a good Very night, good. Sean. You too. Thank you very much. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Make no mistake. If you try anything to raise the cost of presenting jobs, I will veto it. If only we had a president without dementia or mental illness or one that wasn't a whore for 50 years. Although it does explain why his kids are so screwed up. I'll be back after this. All your calls all next hour. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. to the hackling and we'll get to that but i want to talk about something that seems to be important but i'm worried it's for our entertainment and i'll tell you what i mean by that twitter is guilty of censorship twitter is guilty and a cohort for this dimwit and diapers pretending to be president there's no question about it but now we're going to have the investigations but we knew this and my only question is what will be the outcome Three one two six four two fifty six hundred for five minutes. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, real quick, Mr. Roth, um, you've stated already that uh, what happened with the the New York Post story was similar to the hack and leak scenarios from 2016. You also said that you've you actually were opposed to deleting the New York Post uh, story. Uh, who advocated for the removal of the New York Post story? The company's decision to treat it as a violation. Mr. Roth, who at the company actually went over your recommendation? Because you're pretty high up. In fact, uh, Honey Bunny, he is the head of what? Yoel Roth is the head of trust and safety. There's a phony baloney job title if I ever heard one. Who overrode you? The decision was communicated to me by my direct supervisor. Who was that person? Her name was Del Harvey. She okay. was the vice president of trust and safety at the time. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, Ms. Gaddy, real quick, you said uh, to the chairman earlier, and, and, and I want to paraphrase what I heard earlier, is that Twitter had no contact with anybody from the Biden team. Is that correct to your knowledge? Not to my knowledge. Put that up for me. Okay. Over my right shoulder, we have an email. Reference, this is, this is Saturday, October 24th, uh, 5.39 p.m., Referencing five different tweets is that with a Twitter email chain under the line, it's more to review from the Biden team. Does anybody have a comment on how much interaction was happening with the Biden team at Twitter with respect to tweets that they wanted Twitter to review? 
Miss Gaddy, Mr. Roth? I'm not familiar with this email. So you're not familiar with this email, Mr. Roth? Are you familiar with this email? Only from what's been reported in the Twitter files. Had you, did you ever have contact with him? Think any- about that. He's the head of the department. You only know about the email, what's in the Twitter file. So in essence, what you're seeing here is an act. It's a soap opera. And if we're going to have a soap opera, let's get in some eye candy. Current Washington Post article, now yeah. warning about Hunter yeah. Biden laptop disinformation, the guy who leaked it. Here's the deal. Before I even get into my questions, what's I deal, think honey? that the, the story here with the, New York, uh, with the Washington Post reporting is that what they're saying right here, when the New York Post first reported in October 2020 that it had obtained contents of a laptop computer allegedly owned by Joe Biden's son Hunter, there was an immediate roadblock faced by other news outlets that hoped to corroborate reporting, as many did. The newspaper wasn't sharing what it obtained. New York Post had this alleged information and was trying to publish it without any corroboration. Like literally alleged. I love when Valley Girls learn a new word. It's really quite exciting. Without any backup information, they were trying to publish it to Twitter. Twitter did not let them, and now they were upset. I believe that political operatives who sought to inject explosive disinformation with the Washington Post couldn't get away with it. And now they're livid. And they want the ability to do it again. They want the ability to inject this again. So they've dragged a social media platform here in Congress. They're weaponizing the use of this committee so that they can do it again. A whole- See, and that's exactly what happened in 2016 when the Duchess of Chaffington lost to the chagrin of the Marxists, socialists, gangster government. That's what happened. She was an essential piece of that who guaranteed taxation regulation unless they capitulated. And stole the election for this dimwit some people call president. It's true. Joe Biden is a, a person of vision, knowledge, judgment, strategic thinking to get the job done. <laughs> she got it out without laughing. There was a little old lady stutter in there, but that's how she talks. He was a remarkable two years, a remarkable two years, and again, connects very empathetically with the American people. So I I hope he runs. I'm for him if he runs. And I know that the Democrats will fully embrace him. If he runs, it's over. I think she's right about that. If he runs, it's over. Any assemblance of the America we knew, any assemblance of the life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, all of it, it's over. And he's cheered. Believe me, he's cheered. Not just by AOC and not just by the dimwit Nancy Pelosi, the greatest trader in stock market history. He's cheered by those slobs today in Wisconsin with their clean hard hats. He's cheered by the recipients of the trillions of dollars of waste, fraud, and abuse. That is Joe Biden. And yet he'll stand there in full display for all to see the weakness, the feebleness, the fascism. One part of that vision, the economy that works for working people. This is a blue-collar, blue change we're seeing. Huh? Huh? Is it really, though? Is it really? Once in a row, gas prices have soared and are now going up much higher than even before. And the typical American family is paying $2,200 in increased energy and food costs each year. Joe Biden's weaponized Justice Department, and I'm a victim of it, is persecuting his political opponents. His administration is waging war on free speech. 
They're trying to indoctrinate and mutilate our children. He's leading us to the brink of World War III. And on top of all of that, he's the most corrupt president in American history, and it's not even close. But the good news is we are going to reverse every single crisis, calamity, and disaster that Joe Biden has created. I am running for president to end the destruction of our country and to complete the unfinished business of making America great again. I'd like to think he's right. I really would. However, one thing's for certain. He had a massive amount of support, not just in that room. He has a massive amount of support throughout America. And that support comes from the people who are willing to take any, any assault on their freedom and liberty as long as they're in on the scam. That's what we're really talking about here. Full hearing about a 24-hour hiccup in a right-wing political operation. That is why we are here right now. And it is, it, it's just a, an abuse of public resources, an abuse of public time. We could be talking about health care. We could be talking about bringing down the cost of prescription drugs. We could be talking about abortion rights, civil rights, voting rights. But instead, we're talking about Hunter Biden's half-fake laptop story. I mean, this is an embarrassment. It really is an embarrassment. The Democrat Party itself is an embarrassment. You cannot commingle. You cannot compromise. You cannot get along with because they are a mafia. They are a syndicate of corruption because this dimwit who is supposedly the squad and the socialist. She sits there in four thousand dollars worth of clothing. She's embroiled in campaign fraud scams. She also supports World War Three. The anti-war left supports every foreign policy atrocity that Joe Biden can come up with. And in the meantime, when it comes to the censorship, she's running cover, promoting it. These are her voter base, whether it is Yoel Roth or Nancy Mace. I ask of you, where did you go to Nancy Mace is actually a Republican. Yoel Roth. The laptop that at first glance bore a lot of similarities to the 2016 Russian hack and leak operation targeting the DNC. And we had to. There was. No Russian hack and leak targeting the DNC. There was Seth Rich who wanted to save the country. He was one of the last Democrats who was a patriot. And he was shot and robbed where they took absolutely nothing. And now the FBI refuses to release his laptop and cell phone for 66 years. To decide what to do. And in that moment, with limited information, Twitter made a mistake. Under the distribution of hacked material policy, the company decided to prevent links to the New York Post stories about the laptop from being shared across the service. Sorry. So what do you do about it now? Absolutely nothing. Tom in Blue Island. Sean, you're my brother and I love you, but if these... If these people aren't going to do anything in the interim in the two years, then what's going to happen? Nothing. This Just is like you I'm said in, a year ago or whatever, we're going to end up in the same situation where these scumbags just steal another election. It's a joke, Sean. Nobody except those people in very few, very good states are talking about voter integrity. This is the beauty of Florida. This is the beauty of Tennessee. This is the beauty of the Dakotas. This is the beauty of Texas. However, there's that other pesky problem of the massive, massive amount of illegal aliens, the, the strength of the cartels, and the devolving of Democrat-run hellholes. Joining us tonight is a father named Doug from Newton, New Hampshire. He wrote Jill, my wife, a letter 
And oh, God. I'm doing you a favor by not playing this idiot. It's just an hour and 20 minutes of a dementia-ridden Hans Christian Anderson. He can't remember if it's Tuesday or July or what the hell he's doing and why his socks are wet. By the way, Chief Justice, I may need a court order. She gets to go to the, the game tomorrow. Jesus. It's Sunday, stupid. It's the Super Bowl. Even I know that. I don't watch sports. So I'm calling on Congress to pass a junk-free prevention act. That sounds like an endorsement for Junk Jaws, a new advertiser here on the Sean Thompson Show. I highly recommend it. Make no mistake. If you try anything to raise the cost of presenting jobs, I will veto it. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Name me one. Name me one. All right. That's my favorite, too. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Ah, boy, oh boy. Going back to the past 12 years, border encounters, 2010, 447,000, 2011, 327,000, 2012, 356,000, 2013, 414,000, uh, 2015, 331,000, 16, 408,000, 17, 303,000, 18, 396,000, 2019, 851,000, 2020, 400,000, 2021, 1.6 million, 2022, 2.2 million. Did you hear that uh, Mitt Romney told Santos he doesn't belong in Congress? Did Mitt Romney address any of these issues? Did Mitt Romney address the failures of Obamacare, which was built upon his platform in Massachusetts? Mitt Romney, though, he told, he told uh, a congressman, scumbag liar, much like himself, that he doesn't belong in Congress. And you want to know why? We're lucky it's only this bad. We're lucky we're only this bankrupt. We're lucky the Sinaloa and the new generation cartel have only destroyed the sanctuary sewer cities. We're lucky. Jar, where are we? Jim, Crown Point. Hey, Sean. Uh, you know, all these people are coming over from Illinois, but the cesspool is following them because the Indiana Senate, Republican-controlled supermajority, just voted out of conference a bill to give licenses to illegal aliens. So let me understand this right. Illinois, which is the exact opposite of, I mean, uh, Indiana, which is the exact opposite of Illinois when it comes to state leadership. Supermajority Republicans voted the exact same way the supermajority Democrats sewer of corruption known as Illinois voted when it comes to licensing illegal aliens. Yes. Okay. You know what that's called in the real estate business, Jim? opportunity a sell signal thank you very much (laughs) pay attention pay attention it's the details that you have to jump in front of there was somebody who became president of the united states in january of 21 and on january 20 2021 this gentleman um actually got rid of the migrant the migrant protection protocols the mpp program he stopped border wall how many people knew that that's the first thing he did funding. He actually uh, gutted the interior enforcement against illegal aliens. Huh. He put a 100-day moratorium to study border security protocols. 
Huh. In your opinions, you've done this job, both of you, for quite some time, and we thank you for your service. But in your opinion, do you believe these policy changes actually led to the drastic increases in border encounters at the, at the southern border? Thank you, sir, for the question, and, and I will try to go fast. What I can tell you in 27 years is that migration is, is very complicated. There are push and pull factors. The thing I can tell you that goes to the spike that, that you're talking about is in the Tucson sector, um, interviewing people post-arrest, what, what became the most common response was that they believed that when the administration changed, that the law changed and policy changed and that th- there was an open border. You know, one of the thriving new entrepreneur businesses in Arizona, New Mexico and Texas, kidnapping by the Sinaloa cartels. Did they talk about that yesterday? I don't think they did. John in Bloomingdale. Yeah, Sean, how you doing tonight? Good awesome brother, show as always. Thank you. Thank hey, I just wanted to say, as far as um, it's so good to hear you talk about our sleepy chief, <laughs> talk about his, whatever he had to talk about last night, because I can't listen to it. And no. thank God you did. And are able to go ahead and share with everybody what the hell's going on. Because so I have to tell truth, you, John, I don't watch it live because I didn't want to get the ratings, right? So I wait till it's over, and then I go back on YouTube, and I watch it. And I walk up and down my beautiful little uh, area here, and I swear like a lunatic in the middle of the night while I'm smoking cigars, making notes, sending emails to Honey Bunny. So, yes, I suffered for you, but worth it every time. Because this is priceless material. The fact that in the year 2023, America resembles a quasi-European fascistic-run country, is not only an insult to all of our ancestors that fought the ideology that is represented by the Democrats, but it also shows that the future either is going to be very, very bright or we're all going to be walking around like Soviets. There will be no middle when this kind of corruption, this kind of asset to enemies, foreign and domestic, occupies positions of power. So it's an exciting time as long as you can pick up and get yourself to high ground, which I recommend. I remember Bloomingdale... Brother, you know, as it's called now, Melrose Park West. But that was a once-driving area, and it was great, and yep. it's probably a great place to sit. But get what you can and get the hell out of there. Thank you very much, Jim. Yep, our mayor is doing a pathetic job there. Well, you had a good mayor not that long ago. What happened? Oh, yeah, Mayor Bob Ida. Well, because we, now we got a previous state representative, and as far as a mayor, and they're just sucking all the capital and the equity right out of our homes in our neighborhood. Crime oh, is up. Yeah. You know, we're, that's, we're just with it. It's, that's it's called ridiculous. a Democrat platform, and that is also a sell signal. Thank you, John and Bloomingdale. Yeah, or Get out of there. Thank you. But go to Full of Baloney. My buddy Tricky Dicky owns it. And uh, from what I hear, it's still pretty good. Me as well. About his courageous daughter, Courtney. A contagious laugh. His sister's best friend. Her sister's best friend. He shared the story all too familiar to millions of Americans and many of you in the audience. Courtney discovered pills in high school. It spiraled into addiction. Sounds like an energetic, like a man, optimistic, building hope, change. Wasn't that Obama, hope and change? At least he had a tagline. What's this guy? He just needs to be changed. He talked about the um, uh, issues that relate to fentanyl. Fentanyl, yeah. Fentanyl, stupid. But you can remember how to buy a call option on Amazon, huh, dummy? It's outrageous. It's an absolute disgrace. We're being taken to hell by people who should be waiting for Judge Wapner at Villa Scalabrini. And eventually death from a fentanyl overdose. She's just 20 years old. Describing the last eight years without her, Doug said, 
There's no worse pain. How old were the, the whores that your crack-smoking son was entertaining on the people's dime as you were being bribed from China? Weren't they about her age? Oh, it looks like it from the video. Of course, that won't get you time in jail. You've been sniffing kids for years. If their family has turned pain to purpose, working to end the stigma and change laws, he told us he wants to... Oh, boy, you know what that means? They're looking for a government handout to get rich rather than fighting the real problem his daughter had was an open-border Democrat whore in office who made it very easy for the Sinaloa New Generation Cartel to not only destroy great cities, but to kill 138,000 Americans, twice the amount of military killed in a 10-year war in Vietnam in one year. That's the year of your last presidency, dimwit. Is that the State of Your Union? We're going to need it. Production. Production. You need a hook. Godspeed. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. I'll tell you what, when you actually watch the caliber of human being that makes up the representatives, I want you to really... Think about it. We could be a lot worse off. Sure, we're bankrupt. Sure, we're on the precipice of World War III. Sure, our government exists by government supremacy and corruption. But we are not completely overtaken. We still have some hope. Roger on the south side knows how. How are you, my friend? Good. Uh, As quick as I can. Yeah, I looked at last night without going into detail. It, It was a squandered opportunity. Um. By the right, including start with Kevin McCarthy. I mean, you know what? They've made this animal farm. Okay, so they, you know, the fights already. There's no more. The markets of Queensbury rules are over. Yes. Last night was our. Last night was a golden opportunity to to make it a real make it Ringling Brothers. Let's take it right to the amphitheater because this is where they have us now. Um, Roger, I had the, the economics professor on. The, what the government is doing, what the government is doing, what the Federal Reserve mm-hmm. is doing to this nation is illegal. And there yes. isn't a Republican congressman that's willing to call it that. This is a fraud on the American people. They are running a rogue operation. The rules that the government put in place, the ultimate stop, the so-called debt ceiling, a, a, an unelected bureaucrat simply circumvented it for an arbitrary mm-hmm. amount of time and the clock keeps ticking. And no one's talking about it. And we let this guy come up and lie. There isn't a business, there isn't any entity in which the so-called CEO could come out and tell the shareholders every single lie that Joe Biden did yesterday for an hour and 20 minutes and somebody not go to prison. It's All outrageous. Right. And, and it, just off of that real fast, uh, you know what bothers me is this. It, with, with not... None of our people. I mean, yeah, it was great. Marjorie Taylor Greene spoke up, and you know, I, I think she's got balls bigger than most guys. Uh, and I like the girl from Colorado, Bulber. Uh yeah. Right, and uh, it's great. But here's the problem with the with the people on the right now. All right, you can't buy a street education, and you can't get, and you can't have a late start. When you're used to never having to fight for anything, you're lost. Yeah, you can. Well, you, you have no respect for it. 
These people who've bastardized our principles have no respect for them anyway. Kevin McCarthy never worked a day in his miserable life. He was selected, no. not elected. And that's why he's yeah. the most dangerous person, because he's who the good people turn to for hope. And your, your original comment, where he could have taken a position and walked out last night, is exactly what he should have done. Instead, he sat there with a, with a yeah. very manufactured, sad look, one to be sad, complacent look, one to be complacent. He is a fraud, and he is the problem. Yeah. Joe Biden and the mafia have always been in place. They're government supremacists. Thank you, Raj, for the call. I truly appreciate right. it. Speaking of government supremacy, I like to have the race baiting game. I especially like it when people are stupid. You remember Corey Bush. If you think you might commit sexual assault, always carry a whistle. When you find yourself about to commit sexual assault, blow the whistle until someone else stops you. What else do you got to say, Socrates? I know you got more in you. We have a house that is Republican controlled, that is uh, this uh, uh, MAGA insurrectionist platform that gets to lead, you know, in Congress. Well, white supremacy gets to lead in Congress every single day. No, Corey, I don't know what you mean, white supremacy. I hate white people. I hate all the white Marxists. I hate them. I hate all the white socialists. I hate them. I had all the white communists. See, the founder of this philosophy was white. I hate that son of a dog. I do. What you are is a government supremacist. And the government is the only place a moron. Now, I understand you're from an area where they are morons. But the government is the only place a moron like you could blend in. If you think you might commit sexual assault, always carry a whistle. Does, did somebody put a whistle around that dimwit? That dimwit pretending to be president? You want to talk about sexual assault. Did he sniff you last night, Corey? Bush? Of course, I'm guessing nobody wants to sniff you. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. You know, oh, this Biden, I, I, I give you a lot of credit. You're standing up and listening to this joker for two hours. I mean, we didn't listen to him at all. But um, the reason I was calling is, you know, here he, once again, you got a debt ceiling. We're scraping the debt ceiling. We got illegal immigration out of control. Balloons flying over the U.S. from China, and who else, who, who the hell I knows? You, I want to give, you, I wanna give you some perspective with the debt, because this is very important. When George W. Bush took the helm, the national debt was a very, very meager, barely three trilli trillion, really in the twos. When he left office, it was nearly nine. When Barack Obama left office, it was 19.5. In Barack Obama's first two years... He added four and a half trillion dollars in his first two. Yet Joe Biden, who was the vice president, apparently, and he got there the, probably a different way than Kamala Harris, but something tells me it was similar. He sat there idly by and said that Trump had the largest debt in four years. Yeah. And the people said nothing. And today no one says anything. Barack Obama added 10 trillion dollars in eight years. Ten. Yeah. And nobody says a word. Hey, bro, and these are the kind of yeah. morons that occupy our country. So our hope is really with the illiterate third world illegal aliens. Something tells me they can do math better than ours. Hey, Sean, yeah, can I say ahead. one last thing before I go? Because yeah. I know you got to move on. But how dare this guy blame President Trump for saying it was inherited? It was not inherited. This is on your watch, Joe. Live up to it. You're gone in 24. Robert, he's, a, he's a union mafia member. You think you're going to get it? Do you ever play cards with union mafia guys? It's very hard to get an honest shake. Thank you very much. Uh, Rosanna Springfield. Sir, I believe that you are peddling a victim mentality. You know, all these problems that are going on right now, it's my fault. 
I am 66 years old. I have just made myself in the past year a student of the Constitution. I've realized how stupid I've been. I haven't been able to stand up for my rights because I didn't know what our wonderful founding fathers passed on to me. Rosina, you're a baby boomer. You're a baby boomer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Which war did your father fight in? He did not. He did not fight. Well, you had to have an uncle. You had to have a relative. He was in the Korean War. There you go. That was a proxy war with China. But honestly, there is a remedy. PatriotAcademy.com. Sign up for a free class. Study the Constitution. I've been through it six times, and it's made me a better person. And I can understand what people are talking about and move forward. I love that. Even at my old age. I know you're not old. You're, you're a spring chicken. you got to remember, I live in South yes. Florida. In the meantime, I still love the Declaration of Independence because that's the one that got things started. Ooh, I love that one. It's spicy. When it comes time to break Amen. the political bands that bind you. Uh, this is the yeah. time. Thank you very much. Uh, Joe Palatine. Hello, Sean. Good evening. How are you? Good, brother. How are you? I'm very good. I just got to ask you one one thing, if you could do me a favor. If somebody listens to you every night, name Evan that I golf with. If you just give a shout out, Evan, appreciate that. Now listen, how, is Evan a good golfer? Or does he do the foot wedge? Oh my God, he's got your shirts and everything, red, oh. white, and blue. He's an American patriot if I've ever seen one. I love him, and he's about thirty years old. Where's he from? I love this young guy like that. He's Where's right he? from the Palatine Schomburg area here. Evan and Palatine, don't be shy. Thanks for buying the shirts. I appreciate it, Joe. Did you know, Joe, that uh, we're out selling Dan Prof, which I really love, because Dan Prof, you know, he's walking around with those degrees uh, and all those fancy like words. Andy. Do you ever listen I to this like guy's Andy, show? But, but I gotta start yelling he's at him. like watching the guys on the Big Bang Theory. Dan, I remember when he came <laughs> here from out of town in Cicero, yeah. and where uh, he grew, but he's nowhere entertaining compared to oh, you. I, but he's wicked no smart, that genius. The wicked smart. If yeah. I was that smart, yes, I'd be running the whole damn yes. country. Joe, thank yes, you very much. Thank you. M560, the best radio station on the dial. We'll be right back. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Billy Joel, can you imagine? Your mother is the most gorgeous woman on the planet. You look like your father. That's terrible. If you think you might commit sexual assault, always carry a whistle. <laughs> She's talking about the, the rapists and the child molesters. She's not talking about them. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Well, you must have had your whistle on. And in the meantime, pedophiles and rapists back in Melrose Park in the 70s and 80s, they didn't register. They committed suicide in the trunk of a car at O'Hare. The good old days. Uh, John Garfield Ridge. Hey, Sean. How you doing tonight? Very good. How are you? Doing all right. Appreciate you taking my call. Uh, let me see if I get this right. Uh, Biden attacked Big Pharma last night. Uh, keeps referencing how greedy they are. Yeah. Uh, big oil, big pharma. Everything's guy, greedy I mean, but big government. Do? Yeah. I mean, who does he think he's kidding? How how many tens and tens of billions of dollars 
that big pharma make thanks to Biden's uh, mandates, his draconian mandates for the vaccine. I mean, they, they couldn't have done it without him. And, well, and first of all, you're, you're talking hundreds of billions, if not a, the, the, the fee was a trillion dollars. Not a trillion, people. right? One trillion dollars. And, uh, and he, you know, and, then they have all the write offs and everything. They're not as they're not as honest as big oil. They uh, they include their bribery to the Democrats who mandate their profit as a write off. Thank you very much, John. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it's like. And then there's the pesky problem of the immigration czar, Kamala Harris. Do not come. Do not come. I'm going to come. When you find yourself about to commit sexual assault, blow the whistle until someone else stops you. I wonder if that someone else has a Hirsch racket, Hirsch Rats jacket on. I think they do. Hirsch Rats jacket, maybe, maybe a Billy Club. George in Naperville. Sean, there is nothing to hear but fear itself from this president. He is destroying our country. Yeah, I agree. I agree. David and DuPage. Sean, how you doing, brother? Good. How are you, babe? I'm good. Fellow cigar smoker. I haven't been to your shop yet, but I'm going to be there soon. Hurry uh, up. We're under assault. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so am I. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, you've got to get Whitney Webb on. I, I don't know how you're going to do it. You're, I've heard you're of this called, Whitney Webb. Called, uh, so uh, she's hitting the, the, uh, the, the podcast heavy right now because she's got a new book out, 900 pages of nothing but the yes. mafia corruption yes, uh, yes, with, yes. With, 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 you know, within our government and uh, everything else. You know who else uh, I'm, I'm going F- after? F- I'm F- going after as we speak. Franchese, yeah. the, the, the real legit mob guy from New York who's got a new book out called Mafia Democracy. I'm in the middle okay. of this book. It's fantastic. You'll love it. Okay. It's very good. All right. And what I'm, I love I'm, about I'm him check it out. is he made the money on this scam, did his time right. and came out and said, ah, this is a scam. I love those kind of guys. Can't wait to talk to him, oh. David. Thank you for the tip. We will get on it. Yeah. Whitney Webb. In fact, I think I sent you her name, didn't I, Honey Bunny? Sure. We're way ahead of the curve. Mark in Oak Lawn. Sean, how are you? Good, brother. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I I, I turned it on, and and uh, Jason Chavez, he's a former congressman. Yeah. And and Biden's Biden's walking out. You know, he's making he's shaking hands with all these people, and <laughs> sure. and and Chavez says, "Well, this is such a tradition in the the you know even though we disagree with him." Yeah. We have to respect him. And, and I'm like, that other caller called in and said, you know, McCarthy should have walked out. The office should have walked out of there. You know, do, you know respect is going to change the until someone goes to field. jail. Yeah. Res- respect Never going to change what, until someone goes to jail. Respect is what kept the slaves in the field. You do not have to respect a tyrant. You do not have to respect someone who doesn't respect your unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. There comes a time when the political bands that bind us must be broken. That is a time when the government feels secure enough to take away your life, liberty, your business, your property, and your future. That's why you move to a Republican state. 21 hours. We'll be back to kick the dentures out of these old fascists' mouth in 21 hours. Just have a great night. Have an American night. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.